0: Hi everyone and welcome to Fandom Express, I'm Tanya and I'm here with my friend Eleanor. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and we are two young Walburnians who have decided that we were really bored in lockdown and we wanted to share our passion with um, anyone who's willing to listen. So we we love books, we love movies, TV shows, we are part of multiple fandoms that even we can't keep track of them. <laughs> And for our first season, we would like to talk about The Mandalorian with everyone's favourite tiny little green creature, the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda. So, Eleanor, why don't you start us off? What can we expect in this season?
1: Okay. For this season, we're going to be talking about season two of The Mandalorian. And we're going to do two episodes of The Mandalorian Every episode of our podcast, and just talk about our feelings, analyze, you know, what's going on, um, get like get giddy over the child together,
0: and so yeah. All right, so the child, yes, absolutely adorable, <laughs> mind blowing, would adopt one hundred percent without a doubt. Yeah, please tell me you share my love for this little thing.
1: Of course, I think that the child is like what really drew me into the the series because as you know Tanya you're like a hardcore Star Wars fan oh, yeah. and um i have to admit i'm not okay this sounds weird because i am watching the mandalorian and i love the mandalorian but there's something about this particular show that i i loved the premise i watched the trailers and everything and i think it i think what it does what it does that's really great is that it really gets into, like, the intricacies of the Star Wars universe, you know? And the character, Mando, is really great, and obviously the child. So, yeah, I love it.
0: And as a Star Wars fan, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, I've grown up with this, and it's so fantastic. And um, as a Star Wars fan, I was able to pick up on a couple of, I guess, Easter eggs. Yeah, um, yeah. for, For the original trilogy in particular. So... I'm going to take you through a couple of those elements. Yeah, tell me please. <laughs> All right. So, one of the first that I saw was closer to the start of the start of the first episode. Yeah. There is an evident homage to the original trilogy with our boy Luke. And it was the fighting of those those hog-like, you know, those green hog Oh yeah. Creatures. Yeah. Yeah. So, um in in The Mando, um this they're fighting for entertainment, but in the original trilogy, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, they were actually originally guards for Jabba the Hut. And for those of you who don't know, perhaps <laughs> Eleanor, <laughs> um, Jabba the Hut was that big, slimy, yeah. fat thing that kidnapped Princess Leia. Um, so that that was really interesting to see. It was it was really nice to see that. And. Tatooine. Yeah. Can we talk about Tatooine? Oh my God. It is amazing. As soon as he said that he was going back to Tatooine, I got so excited. I thought, oh my God, maybe Luke will show up in <laughs> Kenobi. Is Ahsoka coming up? Please give me Ahsoka. Well, <laughs> fortunately, we didn't see any of them. Not yet. But what was amazing was the Marshall showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Or elephant. That's how I remember it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Marshal was riding around on a speeder. I'm pretty sure you saw that, Eleanor. Mm -hmm. Now, that speeder was actually a part of Anakin Skywalker's speeder in the prequels.
1: Jeez, really?
0: Yes. So that was extremely exciting, and I'm sure many Star Wars fans picked up on that. Um, it, It was amazing, you know, to see a little, a little piece of Anakin's childhood before he turned into um, the idiot that was Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> but it it really was amazing. And then even the fact that uh, the Marshal had Boba Fett's armour. Oh, yeah. Boba yeah. Fett is yeah. the original Mandalorian. Mm. We love Boba
1: Fett. I was going to ask about that, actually, because I think Finley was texting me about, the episode because um, he knew that I watched it and he mentioned that that was Boba Fett's armour and I think I recognised it. I think I, I think I did.
0: And Yeah, so for, um, for those of you who yeah. don't know, by the way, Finley is our friend. Finley is also a Star Wars fan. I think we need to get him in for an episode. Yeah, definitely.
1: And I wanted to ask if, you know that cameo at the end, I know we're jumping to the end, but this is important. Oh, yes. Was, was that Boba Fett at the end?
0: Oh, yes, that was <laughs> Boba Fett. And, oh, my God, I almost screamed upon hearing Um <laughs> Thank God I didn't, otherwise mum would have walked in and asked what the hell was going yeah. on. But, yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing to see first Boba Fett's armour, even though slightly deconstructed mm-hmm. and looking a bit ugly on the marshal, not going to mm-hmm, lie. Like, yeah. bro, you ruined the armour. Yeah. But then to see Boba Fett himself come up, is just absolutely amazing yeah absolutely amazing
1: so what's with um i just need to know more about boba fett himself and how he might yes be related i know that he was the original mandalorian but and also you know how you think he's going to fit into this new season this new storyline
0: ah you know what that's actually a really good question yeah So i'm not sure what anyone listening would think, but I get the feeling that Boba is going to become the main antagonist of this Ooh. season because in the past, um, so what what has happened is but when Boba Fett was young, he saw his father, Jango Fett mm-hmm. get decapitated by good old Mace Windu, uh, Windu window <laughs> <laughs> flew out a window, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so his father was decapitated and then he took on that mantle of, um, being this badass mandalorian yeah. um that went along and and sometimes worked with the sith but also turned into a bounty hunter. Ooh. So that that's where boba fett originates from and so he's always been a sort of a, a sort of a bad guy from a young age. Yeah. So I think that now he's he knows. I'm so sure that he knows that Jin and the Mandalorian mm-hmm. has his armor. Mhm. I think boba is going to want it back.
1: Okay. So it's yeah. going to be about the armor. He's not. He may not be contracted to to get to Mando because of the child, or is it just about the armor? Maybe.
0: I think that's a possibility that might be explored. I think the the child mm-hmm. is is extremely important, extremely central, because obviously with the Force mm-hmm. um, and and the death of the Jedi, that's that's something you know crazy in in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, and then now you've got this this mini Yoda that's popped up and, and has the ability <laughs> to control the force. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's partly for the arm yeah. but mostly for the child. Oh, the baby. The baby must protect the baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And it it's so cute to see um everyone just crowds around the child and tries to protect him. Yeah. Oh so cute. I was gonna
1: say the cutest thing ever was um, when Mando, he's in the plane, he's like, he's in his, not plane, his, what's it called? Spaceship, uh, I guess. Uh, whatever it is. Um, and he's flying back to, I don't know, what's that, that character, that, that, um, mechanic. The, yeah, the, mechanic, the lady yes. mechanic. And... He, she just sees him, she just notices him, right? And then he's got, like, just muscle. he's got, like, the, the satchel and he, he moves it so the baby in baby Yoda in the satchel is facing her. And she goes crazy. She's like, oh, little one, it's so cute. I love that.
0: Uh, I think that was the most relatable part of the yeah. episode because, I mean, let's be honest, I think if if we had little baby Yodas running around <laughs> In our world right now, so many of us would be melting upon seeing <laughs> them and just adopting them. Yeah. Like, the, the next best thing to dogs, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yes, I oh, love Baby Yoda. Love mm. you.
1: So the episode itself, called The Marshall, for obvious reasons, it's um, compared to the previous season, it's the longest episode so far and it's very action-packed. I would say.
0: And rightfully so, considering that it includes the Tuscan radars once mm-hmm. again. Um, and what I found interesting from, from the perspective of someone who, who associates pretty bad things with the Tuscan mm-hmm. radars, um, it was interesting to see that they were willing to work with um, the people from Tatooine and working with them towards, I guess, killing a greater mm-hmm. evil. So that was that was a side that the Star Wars fans have never seen before. So that was really interesting. Yeah,
1: that does sound like, yeah, interesting. But I also thought that, um, like I said before, what's so great about this series is that it's, you know, like when you play a video game and you go on those side missions and side quests, we all know that for this season, Mando's main quest is to return the child back to his kind but also I love that it's it's also about him helping out you know the villages of Mospelgo, and meeting different people obviously um, this you know not what makes it so great is that not the whole episode is just dedicated to moving the story forward it's also dedicated to developing the world around them and even though the Star Wars world is very developed it's It's way more fulfilling for the fans to see, you know, everything around them to be truly immersed in the Star Wars world. So I think that's really great how, like you said, you saw a different side to the Tusken Raiders. That's what's so good about this episode, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really fantastic that um, Lucasfilm's taking the time to actually explore Jim Mm -hmm. Jaren as a human as well with these side missions. Um, Obviously, he's he's now the the father of the yeah. child which is adorable um the pair they are inseparable it's yeah. so cute but just seeing and you know even trusting in uh trusting the droids um to fix up the razor crest mm-hmm. and just having a bit more trust in other people and getting along and negotiating with the tuscan mm-hmm. radars um that that particularly impressed me i think we need people like Jin Jarren running the world to negotiate so we could stop having exactly. wars. Exactly. Thank you, please. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, you brought up the fact that um, the Mando's main mm-hmm. goal is to return the child to his mm-hmm. species. Now, a lot of uh, Star Wars fans should mm-hmm. know, perhaps many of them don't, that there are only two other creatures or other individuals that are known to belong to that unnamed species. And that is Yoda and another Jedi, that, another Jedi master that was on the council. So it's going to be interesting to see how they take this, how Jon mm-hmm. Favreau and how, how, how they go forward with this, because we're so used to Yoda and his mate on the Jedi yeah. council being the only mm-hmm. two. So that's going to be really interesting. It's going to be a shock, but I'm, so pumped for it I'm so waiting yeah for it. because
1: I think even I read somewhere that in the Star Wars lore you know even in the comics and the movies and everything that the Yoda species is it's quite it's it's a mystery it really is so yeah this is like a new direction that Favreau is taking and I hope I hope we do you know find out more about you know, Baby Yoda, and you know his family and his ancestors and everything. Actually, that'll be great.
0: Yeah, and I think you know Favreau has a, a lot of leeway with this because uh, I think George Lucas himself said that he just <laughs> he, he doesn't even know and, and and he created the character. He's like, yeah, man, I, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> just go ahead. So yeah, Favreau's got his own creative license, I, I guess. So it's going to be exciting to see what he does. And and I I love Favreau. I mean, just. Just look at him as as Happy Hogan in yeah. an Iron Man. Like, how can you not love him? Yeah,
1: man? yeah, he's great, and yeah, he's doing really well with this series. But like you said earlier, um, in terms of the relationship between Mando and the child, I did notice that he seems to be way more comfortable with the child. Um, like I said, he's he's got the baby Yoda in that little satchel, and he takes him. Yeah, he yeah. takes him everywhere with him, which I think is really cute. So I think that's also a really important feature and part of this show is that relationship between Mando and the child. And I think it's what really draws not just, you know, Star Wars audiences, but like a wider, like a wider audience like myself, actually. And because I like to see that dynamic. I like to see, you know, that, that, that gritty, that bitter, you know, older man and that you know, conversing with a younger child who's innocent and naive in the whole world. And it's really great to see them, like, I don't know, just interact and, you know, be together.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're a – it's reminding you of The Witcher a little yeah. bit. There, enough, <laughs> <laughs> that's for another <laughs> Yeah. Um, but did you see uh, the child's mm-hmm. face when Amando uh <laughs> deliberately got consumed by the little mm-hmm. and just – Oh, uh, the poor baby yeah. jin why would you do that to him yeah um, he if he, if he does that any more times I, he's <laughs> dead to me i I don't, I don't want to know i
1: must yeah I, I think that the child really really views uh mando as you know their parent their guardian
0: his father his little yeah. father that's it's it's so cute it's mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah
1: as we have seen time and time again, throughout this episode, we see, yes, Amanda negotiate with the Tuscan Raiders and the Marshal and everything. And at the end, you know, everything was going well at the beginning when they were attacking the dragon, as they called it, as he called it, the creature, um, until it all went wrong and, you know, the creature bounced back and started attacking them back. And then to save the day, Mando risks his life, and then he saves everyone, basically, Um, which is a great end to the little side mission. And also, I think it really rounds his character out and drives to the audience, like drives home to the audience that he's, you know, he acts like he's tough and everything, but he's really like a great guy. He's very competent, like he's very helpful, and he really cares a lot. I think.
0: Oh yeah, he he is. He's a really well-defined mm-hmm. character and I think that Pedro Pascal even though we can't see Pedro mm-hmm, Pascal yeah. he can still convey so much through his actions and through his words and his voice as mm-hmm. Jinjaren and and that takes a lot of talent so thank you Pedro Pascal <laughs> for making such a great character but it it like it, it really is amazing to see the fact that the mando is able to go in and and fight his way out and showing all that that competence like you said and that strength and it's really impressive yeah. sometimes a little bit you know <laughs> uh, cheesy heroism mm-hmm. going on but it's it's still amazing to watch and it just it reminds me of why i love star wars yeah really. oh
1: that's great
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let, let's talk for a second about his mm-hmm. armor. Yeah. his armor that is one of the best Mandalorian armors I have ever seen. I have to admit, especially when you compare it to the Marshal's really deconstructed mm-hmm. Eton mess <laughs> um, <laughs> Boba Fett armor. Yeah. Um, and, and I can see why the Marshal <laughs> wanted Boba Fett's armor because look at that best car. Come on, that that is it looks hot, so good. Man. It really does. And Pedro Pascal is seriously—if—if if he didn't steal one of the pieces of the Mando's <laughs> armor at the end of the season, I—I'm disappointed because I mean you would be insane to have to just leave it there and just be able to walk away from such yeah, a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was so great, actually. Love it. I—I I wish I had <laughs> that armor. <laughs> so, what do you expect for the next episode? Ah, uh, hmm.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think. I I mean, I would like to see Mando and the child interact with, you know, different people, perhaps some, you know, some well known characters in the Star Wars world. And also just to see their relationship developed further. Um, but I also wanted to mention before, you know, we could we talk about the next episode, is this one I think technical feature of the show that I that I think adds to the show's personality and character. Um, it's those cartoonish animation transitions between each scene. Like, they're so oh, great. Yes. I love them. Yes.
0: They are great, and they are also so reminiscent of the original trilogy mm. of Star Wars. Um, there was a particular one where uh, it was like a circles mm-hmm. in and out to transition between the scenes. And that is... Uh, that was used many times in A New Hope, which is the original, the first one. So when I saw that, I, I couldn't help but get excited and think, oh, my God, you know, they're bringing the original, yeah. it's so cute. Um, it's it's good, yeah, that they're, they're not only paying homage to the originals that we all love by by bringing in certain characters or, you know, bringing in um, some of the the speeders or things like that, but also in those small, almost unnoticeable technical uh, features that they use, such as the transitions. I think that's, it shows a lot of uh, yeah. thought going into it. It's, it's very deep and it's amazing. It's just, it's so heartwarming. So, so exciting. Just gets you even more excited for what is yeah. coming next. So let's see if we can see a Sokotano coming mm-hmm. up soon. I hope that's not just a rumor, but let's move on to the next yes. episode.
1: Alrighty, chapter 10 of The Mandalorian, The Passenger. The
0: Passenger. Eleanor, I don't know about you, but I kind of adore The Passenger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she was um, she was pretty badass, I, f- I feel like, as well, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I never thought that I would like a little frog lady, but, uh, <laughs> you know, The Mandalorian's just got me liking things I never thought I'd like. What I didn't <laughs> like was the fact that there yeah. were, what, like, 3,000 spiders in there? I don't care yeah. that it's Macquarie's art. I don't want to see those things, man. I, I was so scared. I I was shivering in my bed. I... no nah, not nah. Count me out. If they do mm-hmm. that one more time in The Mandalorian, I'm leaving. I'm not watching it again.
1: Yeah, that gave me so much anxiety, that scene, because, I mean, we're the same with spiders. I just hate them. I just... I, I couldn't handle it. So, yeah, but... I don't know, it was so cool, though, to see, like, the whole set design and everything with, like, the icy catacombs and everything, so... Uh, that was the upside to that, but he was still too, like, too, uh, freaky. It freaked me out. It was just, uh, I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, way too freaky. Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what was cool was the fact that we had Dave Filoni return as one of the X-Wing pilots. Mm-hmm. A pretty yeah. good cameo. <laughs> yeah (laughs) but I'm kind of disappointed that he didn't have his cowboy hat Dave (laughs) where's your cowboy hat come on man (laughs) but um you know just bringing in the X-Wings is just pure happiness for a Star Wars fan Um, X-Wings are just the best I I don't know what else to say I just love (laughs) X-Wings
1: yeah yeah they're really cool Uh, although Baby Yoda this episode was was very uh cheeky and very naughty
0: yeah, very cheeky. And this kid eats everything. I don't understand. Yeah. He's always <laughs> hungry. I mean, I know with a lot of us teenagers, we're hungry, but we don't go around eating uh, eggs of frog <laughs> ladies and, and eating spiders and then, yeah. you know, th- that resulting in a massive cascade of spiders were running down, destroying the ship. Um, I think this kid needs to go on a diet, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to get a bit of a uh, bit of chub uh, soon enough, but oh, he's he's adorable. He's absolutely adorable.
1: Yeah, I've also like wondered. I've actually like thought about this. Like, I I want to know what his his diet is supposed to consist of and how like regular he eats because you know how Ma- like Mando's like he's like a bounder. He's like a traveller. Like he can survive with little. I think I think he can handle a lot. I just, I, I wonder if he, like, if he has, like, food stored for, you know, because Baby Yoda, he's a baby, you know, so, I don't know, I, I always think about that, like, I mean, they have a really good relationship, they're obviously very close, you know, Baby Yoda can't live without him, he loves him so much. Oh, I know, it's um, adorable. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I just wonder how that works, like, the, the intricacies within, I don't know, it's just, yeah.
0: Yeah, I th- I think it is really interesting, and um I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I've told you before, Eleanor, that in Mandalorian uh, culture, in their law, um, mm. their family goes way beyond blood. Blood doesn't matter to them. What matters is yeah. the actual relationship that you hold. So obviously, mm-hmm. Jin Jaren was just swayed by Baby Yoda's complete and utter cuteness, um, mm-hmm. and also just the, the fact that he adopted Baby Yoda, and now they've been through so much together. I think it's it's falling in line with that law. Um, and mm-hmm. it, they, they are pretty much father and son now. And it's one of the best father and son relationships I've ever seen. It's adorable. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. <laughs> I also like, um, this adds to that, like, adorableness. I like how when Mando, um, were, you know, he went to sleep a little bit. Cause you know, the ship was, uh, the spaceship was on like its course. It was charted. And, um, you could see like when he, when the door opened, uh, baby Yoda had like a, a little hammock on top of his like bed that I think Mando di- DIY'd. So that's
0: that. That was like really cute. Oh, he DIY'd to have his baby near him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> but I think it's it's such a nice sight to see of Jin Because um, mm-hmm. man- the Mandalorians, you know, they're they're these warriors. They are so cool. You know, they're fighting. They've got their weapons, and you know, they've got mm. the dark saber as well in the Clone Wars, and then good old Jaren comes in and he's like, yeah, you know, Mm. I've got this little green cute thing with me and I'm going to make a little hammock for him so that he can sleep with me. I think it's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And I think um, their relationship was uh, emphasized implicitly in this episode, um, particularly with, with the use of music. I remember for chapter Mm -hmm. nine, we were talking about how they used some music and they used, um, uh, they, they paid homage to the original trilogy, um, and in this they they really use the music to their advantage um, with displaying the relationship between the child and and Jin Jaren. Um, we've got this nice soft and, and sweet music when um, he takes Baby Yoda to go sleep, and then also when yeah. um, the baby snuggles up to him um, after the <laughs> Razor Crest has been ruin so i think yeah that nice sweet music is sort of adding to the to the sweetness and the simplicity of their relationship and it's really well done actually
1: yeah i would say that uh that me- the mention of the razor crest actually that uh i feel really bad for that uh spaceship because the damage to that seems to be irreversible
0: <laughs> to be honest yeah that poor ship has been through so much like I, yeah. I just think that Mando needs to show it a bit of some, like a bit of tender loving or something, because it's just that <laughs> poor ship. I mean, come on, <laughs> hmm. it's just it's completely ruined. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for the ship. I think I'd take better care of the ship. Give me the ship, Mando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, Frog
1: Lady though. Sorry. Yes, Frog Lady. I will interrupt you. Forgive me but uh, I'd like to talk more about Frog Lady and um, just just about like how this show in general, what it does really well um, is introduce different characters so that not only do we like we see more of the Star Wars world, but we also build on Mando's character and how he interacts with these different people from all over the universe really. So we do know that he can't speak the same language that Frog Lady speaks, which is understandable because her species is um, at risk and, you know, at risk of extinction. So what I thought was really interesting was how in the episode, Frog Lady shows ingenuity and she uses the droid from um, last season that he kept its head there and everything uh, to translate what she needed to say to him uh, which was really, really powerful, I think, what she said to him, because really, you know, you could really relate to her, because she really needed to get these eggs back to her husband. That was really interesting, I thought.
0: Oh, yeah, like it was a genius move from Frog Lady, and then I agree with you mm-hmm. in saying that it shows more depth and complexity within these characters, um, even though she was speaking mm-hmm. through a robot. <laughs> um, <laughs> y- you could, fr- from the words that uh, the script writers chose, you could tell that, it was obviously a situation that meant a lot to the character. Um, mm-hmm. so I think it it, re- it requires a lot of skill to be able to do something like that, especially through a robotic voice that just has no emotion whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I mean good on Frog Lady, like what mm. a what a legend. Just you know, <laughs> cool as <laughs> mate. <laughs> I just turned into a real Aussie there, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean you're Australian so Cool as mate. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Um Ah, yes. Talking about the humanity of Jinjarin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to expand on that a little bit. So we saw oh. that there were uh, other bounty hunters at the start of the episode who came looking for yes. the child. And damn yes. them, how dare they try to get the child. Leave him with his father, you <laughs> monsters. Um, and the fact that Jin Jaren had just quickly, on the spot, devised this plan to give him the jet and just, you know, completely screw the bounty hunter over, um, Mm -hmm. was, was really well planned, um, Mm -hmm, but also it's, it's just, it shows that Jin Jaren is more human, because for example, we see a lot of bounty hunters who are obsessed with their bounty, they just want to get, get the most out of it, they want to get the most money or whatever. But Jin Jaren, um, as we know from the first season, he gave up um, a lot of his earnings to save the child. Yes, and now he's got a cute exactly. little friend with him. It's so cute. But, <laughs> um, but it just it contrasts to the corruption of the other bounty hunters, and I think mm-hmm. it just highlights Jin Jaren as as a more complex, a more interesting character, and a more relatable character. And I really admire him yes. for it. Yes,
1: yes, I I would say that. I think you're absolutely right. I think especially that point where I think it was, um I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that tiny bound hunter like a jawa even though it probably <laughs> maybe not be. But um I think he realized that he he didn't have to use violence that could have potentially injured the child to get out of the situation, you know what I mean? Like he saw that that he could have, you know, negotiated instead and you know, that way the child is safer. So like you said, it does really build on, you know, his character and his intelligence and, you know, makes him stand out from the rest, which is yeah.
0: Yeah, and and I actually I think you've raised a good point there about um the Mando's mm. ability to negotiate. Um we we saw it in chapter nine with the Tuscan Raiders and that was extremely impressive. I mean the Tuscan Raiders are are a, va- a very violent species. There no uh, good associations with them uh, in <laughs> in the eyes of <laughs> Star Wars fans. Um, we're not all too happy with them. But um, to be able to negotiate with such a, a violent extremist species is is amazing. And I can't help but think that maybe the the screenwriters, maybe Dave Filoni and John Favreau, wanted to I guess share the fact that violence is not the answer that negotiating can in fact be more effective um and you see you see that in uh, chapter 9 you see that in chapter 10 um and in chapter 10 it just makes it way better when baby yoda just runs to him after he's saved Uh, (laughs) (laughs) my (laughs) heart but um yeah i think it's it's a very implicit message but a very important one
1: yes definitely so, uh, this episode itself, I guess it was, you know, in, that, in, the, in the way that it was like a leeway to the next episode, which is uh, interesting in itself, I would say. Um, so, it really just, like I said, it just, it, it is a, like a leeway to the next episode, so we don't really get that much in it. The, these kind of episodes, to me, what they do is they just build on the characters apart from moving the plot forward. Which I think really works. Some some people might call them filler episodes, but to me, I like to see you know more of the world being explored and that kind of stuff. Even if it's a bit scary and and anxiety inducing.
0: Yeah, with all the but spiders.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: But yeah, I think a lot of people do like all the action-packed uh, thriller, the the mm-hmm. uh, adrenaline-inducing uh, action, the fighting, um, but. A show. There's a lot more to a show than just the Mando's being really cool and going and shooting everyone and whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with you. I think even though it would be perceived as a thriller, a thriller, a filler, (laughs) a filler episode, um, (laughs) I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the further exploration of Jinjaren as a character. I I enjoyed seeing Baby Yoda. I enjoyed uh Dave Filoni popping up I, and the homages <laughs> to the original trilogy I think if you actually pay attention you can get so much from the episode especially yeah. if you're paying attention you would have heard Jinjarin say may the force be with you oh my god yeah. oh my god yes thank god I finally said it in the show oh my god so happy to uh to hear that um, I, I think yeah. I might have squealed a little bit when I was watching the episode. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, awesome phrase, but I'm pretty sure Jin Jaren doesn't even know what it means. Uh, but he tried, he tried. A plus for effort.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like this show, if if I'm going to speak about it in general, I feel like it, it has given, and recently, because we've had discussions before about, you know, the Star Wars movies and you know, um, how the recent ones may not have been as enjoyable for the fans of the universe, but I feel like this show is, gives a lot to the fans, you know, because it's made by fans themselves, and I feel like, um, it, it really, I don't know, it's, it's, yeah, I guess in comparison to the recent movies, I think that, you know it's sort of saved i think other i think and also like other like some fans would agree with me that they would agree like that it saved sort of the star wars universe cuz i think a lot of people i don't know i'm not very you know as i've mentioned before i'm not a star wars fan which you know don't shoot me <laughs> but <laughs> um so i am just a mandalorian fan so i'm not sure how you know movies like I don't know even what they were called, like, the the Last Jedi or something. I don't know, the recent ones. It <laughs> sounds so bad. But they were, you know, how they made fans really angry, you know, the choices directors made. and So I think it's really nice that this is, like you said, you know, those little, you know, quotes and those little nods to the, you know, older movies and everything. So what do you think about that in itself, like, compared to the recent movies and this show? What do you
0: think about it yeah, you know well I think it's a it's a smart choice by Kathleen kennedy and and the crew at Lucasfilm. film um yeah, I agree I think it's it's kind of saves the star wars universe um a a lot of us were kind of let down by uh the force awakens last Jedi return of the jedi um no not return of the jedi uh yeah <laughs> S- skywalkers um yeah, God, even I've forgotten them. I've I've tried to push them out of my mind, (laughs) but yeah, I think (laughs) it's it's nice to take a breather from the main characters. Even though I miss Luke and Han and Leia, but I think it's just it's worked so well in their favour that yeah, it it really has saved the Star Wars universe. It's sort of it's made us forget. all the bad stuff that may have happened <laughs> in the uh, in the last trilogy um, and you know what it's just even as a standalone um, show for someone that hasn't watched the Star Wars films like yourself um, I think it's it's great that it's bringing in a wider range of of uh, of audience and that I mean that's fantastic it makes me proud <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just yeah it's 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 obvious that they're doing a really good job with it and I mean, I, if, if ever someone asks me, is Mandalorian worth it? A hundred percent, it is worth it. Go and watch it. I mean, if you don't watch it, I'm going to hit you with my lightsaber. Let's go, man. Come on, watch it.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, um, all right, next episode. Ooh. So we know that uh, Jin Jaren is looking for other Mandalorians. My guess yes. is he could find Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels or possibly Bo-Katan from The Clone Wars. Either way, I'm so pumped for it because I love both of those characters. And even if, if it's just some other random Mando, I don't care. I want more Mandalorians. Give me all the Mandalorians that you can. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, the show is called The Mandalorian. So, yeah, exactly.
0: You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to next episode and hoping to see some familiar faces, hopefully. And also hoping to just... You know, look at Baby Yoda a little bit more. He's so cute. <laughs> I know, right? I think he makes up the majority of our conversation, to be honest. But, I mean, seriously, if to anyone listening, if you don't love Baby Yoda, what is wrong with you? Come on, how can you not love such an <laughs> adorable little thing? Just, just watch out for your food. He's going to eat that all. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Tanya and i'm eleanor and uh we're really looking forward to sharing uh the rest of our thoughts with you for the remainder of the mandalorian season two and hopefully in the future some other series and books and movies thank you for joining us and we'll see you later bye